considered as a passive income because you are bringing in more money. So it allows you that time then to actually bring people on board, which gives you your time freedom back as well. So yes, it does take time and it takes commitment, but in the long run, it's really worth it. You're listening to the Bookkeepers podcast sponsored by Go Proposal by Sage. I've been a student of value pricing for many years now. Understanding pricing has helped me to transform our firm's results and build a firm that can run without me. A key tool we use for pricing in our firm is Go Proposal. It allows us to build the price in person with the prospect and send out a proposal and engagement letter immediately, which has saved us hours from how we used to do it before. Not only that, but being able to create a standardized pricing system within the software means everyone on my team can use it freeing me up from being the bottleneck. If you're not using it already, I highly recommend you check it out. Just head to goproposal.com forward slash sign up for your free trial. Now over to the latest episode of the Bookkeepers Podcast. Hi and welcome to the Bookkeepers Podcast. I'm Zoe Whitman. I'm here with Joe Wood and we're joined by Louisa Wilcox from Best Kept Books and Consultancy. Hi Louisa, how are you? Hi Zoe, hi Joe. I'm good, thank you. I hope you're both good today. We are good, aren't we Joe? We've had a busy morning, We're having a great day. Yeah, absolutely. Wednesdays are our day together and it's podcast day and it just we just do so much thinking, strategizing, offloading. It's all good, but we absolutely love 1pm on a Wednesday because it means we get to stop and have a chat with somebody and learn something about them. So Louisa, do you want to start off by telling us about yourself and a bit about your background? Yeah, so my name's Louisa Wilcox, as Zoe just said. Um, I'm a qualified bookkeeper and I do money strategy as well. Um, so my background then, so I've always worked in finance. I actually started working in a bank when I was 15. Um, so I've always worked in finance and I fell pregnant with my eldest son at the age of 19 and realised that I absolutely hated my job and what I did, but that's all I knew. And I was a college dropout to go into full-time work and in the bank because obviously as a 15, 16-year-old, you think that's the best thing to do, don't you? Because you don't really have a clue. Um, so when I had my son, I realised that actually, you know, if I, when I, if I wanted to leave, I needed to have qualifications behind me to be able to support him. And that very much started me on my bookkeeping journey. Um, and I went to evening college to study as a bookkeeper. Moving in to be a, um, I actually went into a new job as a PA. And during that time, Jace was diagnosed with cerebral palsy. So I stopped full-time work and then went into being part-time in a secretary within an accountant. And then I actually did, I was quite lucky, I was still doing my studying in the evening at college for my bookkeeping. And I actually, within about sort of nine months, I moved into a trainee bookkeeper role. Um, and then fast forward, so Jace had quite a major operation to help him walk unaided. And I had taken some sabbatical leave off work and was um, I had my youngest son as well by this point. And then COVID hit and I was made redundant. And so for me, like within the working world, I very much found that it wasn't flexible at all. Um, no matter how much they said it's work-life balance, there was none. And I was getting absolutely sick and tired of having to ask someone's permission to take my own child to his hospital appointments, to be able to do physio with him, to be able to go and pick him up from nursery or school if he was unwell. And I just got up, I just got so fed up with it and having, it just felt like being back at school again, having to go, oh, sir, can I do this? Um, so I decided to set up as a um, bookkeeper self-employed um, and it's brought me to where I am today and doing my bookkeeping and my money strategy. Oh Louisa thank you for sharing that and I think that what you've just shared 
is going to be reflected by so many people. People will just see that, uh, that frustration, the, you know, the caring responsibilities, that need for flexibility, whether it's for children or other family members. And life happens, like things come up and it's, I think it's only when something like that comes up that you're like, oh, actually, hang on a minute, this like world of work isn't really designed for this. Like, how do people manage this? I, I don't know. And so um, thank you for sharing that. Because I think it's going to inspire lots of people are thinking, like, how can I have more flexibility around what I do? And I, and I suppose that's shaped how you've built your business. So you haven't you've been able to be available for those appointments and things. And today we really wanted to talk to you about passive income streams and building passive income into your business because it's something that we talk about sometimes with the bookkeeping community um, we run a passive income program ourselves and we talk about this quite a lot as like an opportunity to bring other income in that doesn't necessarily mean you're at your desk having to work at a set time and a way to sort of generate other income and I know you've done this really well and you're working on lots of great projects which I think people will love to hear about and um, can you tell me do you mind telling me a little bit about um what passive income means to you and what's inspired you to start thinking about that yeah so like you say I think with what I went through being employed and then going self-employed it really did shape and still does shape everything I do now um so for me self-employment you know especially as a mum and with a child with a disability it was very much I didn't want to be tied in all the time and if I wanted to work until 11 o'clock at night but have during the day off to be with my children that's what I wanted um so for me the passion in um, passive income side it was very much about giving a bit more flexibility because I absolutely love my bookkeeping business but as you both know there's a lot of deadlines in bookkeeping and sometimes you don't always get the flexibility that you think you would get um, until you start growing a team which is kind of where I'm going with that now um so you know and it was always very much a case of, you know, I still want to work and I want to be there for my children. And I know a lot of women and entrepreneurs and even men are in that position where they want to be able to bring in an income to support their family. But they want to be able to actually enjoy life and do things as well, because it's just so important. So for me, passive income has is very much about doing that. And I didn't actually I didn't actually have a clue what it was until about a year, a year and a half into my bookkeeping business until I sort of saw some Facebook posts. And actually, I think I contacted you, Joe, because I saw you comment on a Facebook post and was like, okay, because obviously I'm in your your whole world of your bookkeeping world, the um, six-figure um, bookkeeper success lounge, which has been fantastic. Um, and I know I sent you a message and was asking about it. So it kind of started me on my journey. So when we had that conversation and um, you started thinking about, like, is passive income possible for me this is something that I really need because you know you've got so much going on in your life and you know and and you're still so young when when you um when you started building what did you like what did you think about what could what were the things you were thinking about what could I build a passive income stream in did you have many many ideas or did you just think I know this one thing that I need to do yeah no I had no clue <laughs> so I kind of I, I knew when I set my bookkeeping business up, I always knew that I wanted to actually help people with their personal finances alongside that. Um, and I thought doing the bookkeeping side, because you speak to a lot of people about their money, it would automatically have that kind of um, 
that, that that relationship and that would happen but it didn't and I knew going down the line that was something that I really wanted to actually do and it we then had the conversation and I know at the time I was sort of debating on sort of whether to do a course with you or whether to do the passive income and then I went with the passive income um, side of it and it was very much in my mind at the time it was about doing the personal finance and helping people with their personal money because of everything I went through personally being a single mum when I had Jace I literally at one point, you know, I couldn't even afford to eat. Um, you know, I was working full time. I was on benefits. Childcare was over a thousand pounds a month just so I could work, trying to keep a roof on our, over our heads. And I know how hard it is to be in that situation and how lonely it is, even with family around you. So for me, it was very personal. And I didn't I wanted to be able to show others that, OK, this is just a moment of time and that doesn't mean it's where it's going to stay. Um, so when I went started doing that journey, it was about the personal income side and helping people with that. And what did you do? Like, what was the first, what did that actually look like when sort of working with people? Well, to begin with, so obviously, um, when you go along the passive income, it's a whole learning journey, as you know, and there's so many skills you pick up. And it's, it's really exciting, actually. I've absolutely loved it and met so many wonderful people. Um, and I went down the typical route of setting up a Facebook group and then was sharing sort of lots of tips and tricks and sort of advice along the way. Um, but as I went down it, I think it was actually only really a few, well, it was only really sort of December time that I decided to go more into um, supporting people with their business finances, but not in a bookkeeping element, because um, I really enjoy helping, well, I actually do it now, money strategy for female entrepreneurs. Um, and I really enjoy helping people with their business finances because it has a direct impact on their personal finances. So for me, that side of it is really important. So during the, along the journey, it's really changed and the way and the services that I've offered has changed. Um, so to begin with, I was sort of more offering one-to-one -one work and then sort of freebies and downloads that people could have. But, and obviously now it's sort of changed and I've actually, today, well, um, last week I launched my first program for my um, money strategy on the business finance side. Oh, that's really exciting. Well done. Like, I'm gonna go. that, it's a really big deal. And I think one of the things like people who are listening to this might be thinking, I've got skills like that. I, you know, there are people I can really help. And you've demonstrated that you, you get it. You really have, you have experienced this and you're able to really help people to make a change. Um, how have you managed though, to build these new income streams because I know you know it takes work to build a course or a membership or anything how have you managed to do this around running the bookkeeping practice and that workload as well and family a lot of late nights I'm not gonna lie if you you have to be dedicated and I think it was um I listened to a podcast a while well it was last year and it was very much and it opened my eyes on like we've all got the same amount of hours in the day but it's how you use those hours that count so I admit I hardly watch TV. I have no idea what's going on in TV. You know, it has no interest. I would rather be sat designing something or creating something that I know is going to bring income. And it might not even bring income now, but in the future when I'm older and my children are older, it will bring income then. So, you know, I actually have things on Amazon for sale. So journals and notebooks and things, which I never thought I would do that but you know sometimes I sit there and I get a ping up on my banking app going that someone's bought something I said oh a bit, bit of money and I, you don't you know I haven't done any I did have to sit for a couple hours and create the content but now it's just the marketing and not having to sit there and be working with someone continuously all, all the hours to get there 
Um, and it, it does open up a whole sort of world of what you do. And it's surprising what you have in your brain. You go, oh, OK, actually, yes, I could turn that into a passive income. So it might not even be something really obvious. But when you do go along the journey, suddenly you pick up new skills. I never thought I'd have notebooks on Amazon. I mean, you know, doing bookkeeping is completely different. So <laughs> it's interesting, isn't it? When you open your mind and me and Zoe did an exercise last week where we just sat and thought about all of the different um, passive income streams we've bought from, from other people. Um, and when we started, we were like, oh my God, I think we had a list of 30 that we thought of quickly over the weekend, just like thinking of the things that we've bought that seemed so, if they, and they're no brainer purchases at the time. You're like, this is such a good deal. And yes, someone's had to put in time and effort. And I think this is a misconception. When people think passive income, they think easy income. Like they swap those two words and it's not really the same. There is a lot of time and effort that goes in at the beginning, but it's it's like leveraged income. You put in the work at the beginning and then later on. And I, I love that you said that. It is those little pings of, oh, I've got a notification that I've got a little bit of money. And sometimes the £3.50s or the £9.99 feel like just so good, like better than big money. I don't know why. They're just like, it's exciting because you're like, I did nothing for that today. And that's just turned up. I've worked for it in the past, but it's turned up now. And it's it's really, really nice. So you mentioned the planners and the journals on um, Amazon. What mm -hmm. other things are you either working towards or what kind of income streams do you see in your future in the next little while? Yeah, so a lot of that actually involves the bookkeeping side as well. So I, I've grown my bookkeeping business and gone, I went limited last year um, and I absolutely love it. But obviously my eldest son is due an operation soon. So he needs a double hip reconstruction. Um, so And I very quickly, well, it, it was quite a shock, to be honest, because we thought he was just having muscle problems and then an emergency x-ray and is, you know, he needs a double hip reconstruction. So for me now, I've had to probably have a proper look at my bookkeeping business and I've had to go, okay, because I know the care that he's going to need is going to be, you know, it's okay to go, okay, five days in hospitals, six days, fully, um, six weeks fully wheelchair bound, but actually it's a lot longer than that. You've got the rehabilitation, the constant physio, and then, you know, in a couple of years time, he's going to need another op operation to move the plates and then if his bones move again he's going to need another op so now I'm thinking okay I need to be making not just a year plan it needs to be a five-year plan and I want to know that I can support my son as best as possible and obviously I've got another son as well that I want to be there for alongside this so now you know my bookkeeping I've actually just taken on my first part-time employee um, and I've used subcontractors which you know going back to Zoe's question it has helped to free up time um, and that's when you grow your business, it gives you these opportunities, but also so does a passive income because you are bringing in more money. So it allows you that time then to actually bring people on board, which gives you your time freedom back as well. So yes, it does take time and it takes commitment, but in the long run, it's really worth it. So if you put in the time and the hours now, then obviously a few months down the line, that's when you're going to really reap the benefits. Um, so like going forward, I see myself working in my money strategy a lot more. And within that, it's going to be group program, like the um, program I've just launched, it's going to be group work. I will be offering like one-to-one -one support, but there are probably, well, I might create content around that as well. I don't know because I haven't got the idea yet, but when I do, I'll be sitting down and creating it and putting it out there. <laughs> I love this. I love how um, you've like, like, it's like something at some point a few years ago, something clicked and you're like, oh, hang on a minute you can monetize this and there is a way that I could and all of these ideas that come along you you've seen that there is a way that this can become an income stream that doesn't need you to be sat at the desk and I think it's like you're you're putting all these little parts into a bigger 
I don't know, uh, I don't know how to describe it, but like an ecosystem of business and projects and the things that inspire you. I, I see a lot of myself in you, Louisa. I can't sit and watch the TV either. And uh, and I think it's like it's like okay, there could be there's something here that I could do that could be productive. And um and you you're clearly putting so much work into this, but you're doing it because you know that it's going to make a difference in the future. But you're also just good to go like you're just like I know that that will happen and I know I'll have the idea and I'll do it when it comes along so um I think that's really inspiring I think for people who are listening they will think oh hang on a minute maybe I can think about this in a different way so the passive income streams that you've got at the moment how long has it taken for you to start to sort of see results from the work you've done so for example like you spoke about the planners and you know the course launch that you've got going on now has it taken you a long time to get ready to launch a course has it taken did it take you a lot of learning to be ready to sell planners and things like that yeah so obviously with anything you need to have the knowledge I think that's the biggest thing so I did the um the passive income course and with the, even with the planners I did buy a um it was literally a I think it was like a 40 minute recording on how to create it all so you know yes it takes time and dedication to sit and understand the skills and especially like with the the planners it's not quite so bad so it's just having the tech and just sit, being patient sitting down and working it out and knowing how to upload it all to Amazon and things um I think with the program there is it's a huge learning curve as you know you know with your own it is a massive learning curve as you go along but the people that you meet along the journey and you know okay so I started this I did the program a year ago so it it was a, a year ago sort of in probably April May whenever it was and in that time the things that I've done I I know if I hadn't gone down this route I wouldn't have like I would not have a part-time employee I certainly wouldn't have things selling in the background and I know I wouldn't have released a program and not just that it's not even to do with the money side for me it's the people that I've met as well it's opened up a whole new world of entrepreneurship I've got so many new friends and in myself I'm a lot more confident and I believe in myself a lot more so it's also the personal impact it's had like you know now I actually take myself away for a weekend sort of on a women's only holiday and I never would have done that because I would have gone oh no no I can't do that I'm a mum I can't have the time actually I'm like no you know what you have to look after yourself in this journey so it's it's not even just the money side and the content side it's the self journey that you have in understanding and realizing who you are as well it changes a lot wow it really sounds like you've been on some like personal development as well and I, I love what you said about the people you meet along the way um we me and Zoe were just talking about this earlier that you know, when we start something like this, there could be massive imposter syndrome, like, who am I to teach anybody anything? Who am I? And then what we've noticed, and I know you've done this as well, Louisa, is that you've become a facilitator to introduce other people that you've met along your journey to your membership, to your community. And actually, that's a really valuable thing as well. So you don't have to know everything. But if you can signpost people introduce people interview people that have got knowledge then it does become your knowledge along the way but Mm -hmm. you're not saying I know everything right now and we definitely find this with doing this podcast you know at first we thought we had to be the ones that come up with all the knowledge every single week but actually there's so much more value that we find by interviewing other people and finding out about them finding out about their backgrounds finding out about you know not uh, their their thoughts around 
anything, you know, when we talk to software companies, we don't want to know, we don't want to have a demo. We want to have like thought leadership conversations about what's going on. We don't need to have all the answers. They, they'll have some of the answers, but we're just facilitating that. And it's, it's, um, it's really important to know. And I love the fact that it does give you confidence as you go on it. You don't have to have the confidence on day one to know what this looks like. And it's really interesting. There was um, a conversation I was watching and um, about a guy that said about his passive income journey. And he said that he started recording YouTube videos, not for anyone else, but for himself, because he was learning how to tie knots. And he was recording the video, tying knots, uploading it to YouTube, just for his own personal reference, because he said sometimes he'd then forget how to tie that knot. He mm. didn't realize he'd made them public. <laughs> he now has a massive like million pound million people subscriber million subscribers and he's got income because all these other people like I wanted to tie that knot too and I didn't know how to do it and watching your videos helped me do that it's madness and this is the thing we over so he didn't know what he was doing but he just documented the journey as well while he was learning so he wasn't even an expert at the beginning he was just interested and had a passion what I'd love to know, Louisa, is like, have you have you felt that imposter syndrome at all about whether you like like Joe said, you know, who am I to teach people anything? And how have you overcome that feeling? Yeah, I mean, especially at the beginning, um, you know, especially I mean, I, I wasn't the most confident person. I'm very different now to what I was if I went back a year ago. And I can see that in my own journal. You know, if I go back a year ago, I was a completely different person. Um and it is it is hard because and the mind monkeys come up all the time. I call them mind monkeys and they're really frustrating. And even as a bookkeeper, you know, when I first started, I will never, ever forget my first client. And, you know, I didn't charge the right price. I walked in. I could hardly look in their face. And now it's like, you know what? If you don't want to sign my proposal, there's other bookkeepers out there. And I think it does. You do change as you grow. Um, and I think it is it. There is a lot of work you do on yourself, definitely. Um, I think you really have to do a bit of self-development in the journey and push yourself as well. Like I, you know, even doing this on Zoom. So when lockdown first happened, on like again, my first Zoom session, I remember like brushing my hair and all my makeup. I was like, oh, does it, my teeth look all right? And, you know, I remember being like making sure it's all picture perfect. And I was physically shaking behind the camera and could hardly talk. And it is just a case of practice. Like, you know, when you do these things and you upload your first live on Facebook on your reel, I do it in my hoodie or my dressing gown now. And sometimes I even have my hair wrapped up in a towel. And it's a year ago, I would not have done that. But I think you have to just be you and realize that no matter how you're feeling and that other people are feeling it as well. And you are your own worst. Like, you know, you judge yourself more than anyone else does. No one else cares. No one else matters. They just want your knowledge. They want to know what you're teaching. They want to know you um, because, you know, people buy from people and you just have to be yourself and you have to stick to your own values. But, yeah, definitely the self-growth over time. Um, and there are things you can do out there, like journaling is a really good one. Um, but for myself personally, I know that if I sit there and I go, oh, I'm not quite so confident about doing that, I force myself to do it so that I can see that I can do it. That's something that I was going to pick up on on you. It's it's very clear and obvious that you've not had easy life things happen. You know, you, you you've had some things that have been really difficult, but and and you it sounds like you had like crippling kind of like shyness at the beginning yeah. of this journey. You weren't naturally an extrovert. You wasn't you didn't have all this money to get started. You didn't have all this freedom of time. You like life was hard. 
but we get to choose our hard, don't we? We get to, like, you could have stayed in that hardness and said, okay, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to have the, you know, maybe have benefits and I'm, I'm, or stick to a small part-time job and pay that childcare. That would have been hard, but what you've done to learn all this new skill set, get out of your own way, get really visible, learn, um, how to make a planner and then put it that they're not easy choices you could have sat and watched love island instead and like yeah. chilled out with a bottle of wine every night and gone my life is really hard i need this time but you haven't you have you've taken a completely different path and even though you didn't have all the skills you needed at the beginning you've still taken that choice so you really should i think somebody just said like wow you know oh my goodness you are so inspiring louisa and you really are you really really are and um I think it's really great to hear from somebody because I think lots of people assume that me and Zoe are very confident. But when you like we've done 200 of these, it's not that we are we're not naturally confident. It's that we're practiced. We're well practiced and we've just got out of our own way and we don't see it as a as an event anymore. It's like we're enjoying ourselves. Yeah, one of the things I think, you know, I always see it as um, one or two ways. You've got a choice in life. You can either sit there and cry at your situation, which I could have done. And don't get me wrong, some days I do sit and have a good cry in the shower. It's quite nice to let it out. Or you can go out and do something about it. You know, it's like exercise. I exercise, I go boxing and I run. And I tell you what, it's really freaking hard. Even now when I, I can run 10K on some days. And it's like, I realized that the other day I went running and I was running. And I was like, oh got to five minutes like this is so difficult I felt like my lungs were going to explode and I've been running for a while but when you get past that barrier suddenly it becomes a bit easier and then you get to a point where you feel like you can just keep on running but unless you get past that barrier and it's a mental thing unless you get past that you can't keep running and you have to keep pushing yourself so you can sit there and okay you can keep in the situation or you can realize that you don't have to keep trading time for money there are different ways that you can live. There are different ways that you can bring an in income. And even what you said, Joe, about the whole, you know, the finance. So, you know, I have invested a lot in myself over the last year. Um, I mean, thousands of pounds. Um, I mean, I, you know, and I would not have been able to do that if I hadn't done the self-growth and the passive income and building up my business. And that all comes from working on yourself and being willing to get out there and be willing to learn the knowledge because you don't know everything. Even as a qualified bookkeeper, I still have questions that come up and I sit there and go, okay, I don't know, but I'm honest. I go, okay, look, I don't know the answer to that, but I will find out for you. And then surrounding yourself with people who do know the answer so that you can learn because life is a learning journey and you can't know everything. If we did know everything, we wouldn't need bookkeepers. We wouldn't need accountants. We wouldn't need hairdressers. You know, we wouldn't need all of that because we just do it ourselves. But if you're not, you have to just go for it and then you learn along the way. Say yes and then you just pick it up. There are so many YouTube videos and books out there. I love books. I've got like about 50 different business books by my bed, which is really bad because I need to read them. But, you know, there are so many out there and there are ways that you can have the knowledge to actually build it up. Or, you know, but so, yeah, sitting in front of TV watching Love Island is great. I mean, I couldn't even tell you who's on that. I don't even really know what it's about. But, you know, those people, what are they doing? They're on there. They're earning money whilst you're sat there eating ice cream in front of the TV, crying about life. Or go out there, spend your time actually doing something you want to do to create the life you want to live. Because it's not even about now. It's not today. It could impact your life in five years time. And you don't know what's going to happen in a few years time. And for me, the whole passive income side is about knowing that if, something happened to my husband, or if I got to a point where I can't work, I know I'm still bringing money in. And that's important. Oh my gosh, yes. I'm so inspired, Louisa. Um, and you know what? Like, 
you were saying about you just got to go out and do something and you were saying about how when you have done zoom calls in the past and like needing to feel really prepared and you know like doing your hair and everything um I think we've just got to be really realistic about this kind of thing like it doesn't have to be really like at first things won't be perfect and I think we the, the reason a lot of us hold ourselves back is because we think it has to be perfect before we do it but actually there are plenty of things where you could present on a screen without even being on the screen where you could just use slides and talk over them and you know and I think if we just think okay right how minimum viable product here how can I get this out there how can I create something that looks professional enough for me to sell so that I can just take that next step and practice and see how this works because otherwise you're never going to do anything and I think you've really reminded us that it's it's okay and you you just got to go out and try the things so thank you for that I think that's incredibly helpful I think people prefer it as well I'd much rather buy something off someone which looks more natural than it's being made in a studio because life isn't perfect you know it really isn't half the time on my zoom calls I've actually got lives where my dog has jumped up and knocked me off my seat like I think my dog should be a like meme or something because he's a nightmare all my kids are being actually my Facebook group okay so go back six months ago my Facebook group I would go live I would generally lock myself in a room so that like my kids no one could hear my kids and my husband and one of them the worst one that happened was uh, my youngest was having um you know I love him to bits but he is definitely second child and um, there won't be a third child because he already has middle child syndrome without a third child um bless him and he he is quite hard work but he's very independent very feisty and my husband he was downstairs and I was upstairs and my husband had just said no to him and he went on to fill on tantrum mode and I was like please don't come up the stairs please don't come up the stairs because again it has to be perfect so I was on my landing because it was my nice wallpaper because you know it's about you know I've actually invested in my landing so it's a nice wallpaper so I was there and he did he opened up the living room door and he had the biggest screaming fit at the bottom of the stairs which then echoed all the way at the top and I'm on a live talking in my group you know to other mums and things going on about like I don't know I think at the time it was to do with um family friendly meals or something and I just cringed inwardly and I actually cancelled the live um and because it, it was bad then my husband came running up the stairs after him after my child went up and it was clinging to my legs and I was just like this can't work and you know what I actually went live again a few days later and everyone was laughing about it because that's life and it, it doesn't have to be perfect and it was very cringeworthy and I did delete it and no you can't go and see it because I don't want anyone to ever see that because I sat there with my head in my hands going I can't believe that's just happened but it is it's just normal and you have to just just get over that a little bit I think because things do happen you don't always have a perfect background I mean you know I've got my plants behind me and then trying to hide the holes in the wind like the, the sun coming through the windows but no one cares it, it doesn't matter and actually what we found Louisa is the fact that the more realistic the more we mess up the more there are that there's not perfect actually people relate better with you mm -hmm. and um and they feel more comfortable in your presence because actually the more perfect our outcome is, the more we separate ourselves from those people and they feel more imposter syndrome. And we we don't, you know, we don't want that. And, you know, me and Zoe, we've said that, you know, we, we've just like redone our course and it looks really, really good, but we were very aware. We don't want it to look like too, like when, when you, and that's why we shared all the outtakes and things because we really wanted to show people like, yes, this, like, this looks good. We're really, really proud of it. But also, you know, the doorbell went and the cat jumped on us and, you know, and 
we were talking with our mics when we were going to the loo and all this, like, you know, there was mistakes that happened. And that's why we showed the outtakes, just keep showing and bringing it back to reality. So yes, you're going to get a really polished product and it looks really good, but here's how we messed up along the way. And I think it really helps you to um, bond with your audience and make you, you know, come down to their level and help them, un help them on their journey as well. Because I think that's really, really important because the people that we're talking to are mostly going to be those few steps behind us and feel that imposter syndrome as well. So I think you're, I think you're doing a fab job. And I mean, like now, if I mess up live, Zoe just turns me into a GIF. So um, <laughs> I have know, seen. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're human at the end of the day, aren't we? We're all just human, and you know, think you just got just got to be that. It's um, you know, I know that you know, I know you you do especially, which I won't mention what it is. Made a big mistake recently, which was very hilarious. Um, when you posted it and you know what we all had a good laugh but then you do you relate to that person more exactly what you just said you relate to them and go okay I'm glad that's happened to you and not me but you know it makes it relate because you know that because you sit there and go that is the sort of thing that would happen to me you know and that that's the thing it just makes you relatable and also when it happens and you're watching it happen to someone else and you see that actually all they get is love and fun and laughter and no one's mean, no one, no one sends anything nasty. You're like, oh, OK, this is can be a, a good space. And it's interesting because um, that's another thing that stops people embarking on something like mm -hmm. this is because you do maybe have to become visible in a certain you know, with a certain audience and you might be thinking, oh, you know, what if people are mean to me? And I can honestly say, and I know Zoe's the same, that like we really have not experienced anything negative. I mean, I might get the odd rose sent to me in message requests that, you know, like a flashing rose. Have you ever seen them? Um, like, oh, you're beautiful. And I'm like, yeah, delete, delete. But they're in that they're, the spam filters and everything are amazing. I don't get anything. Don't get anything horrible. Don't get anyone saying, you didn't know that thing about VAT. And that's literally what I thought people would be like. You're a rubbish bookkeeper. You don't know this. You don't need. No one's ever said that because I never try and profess to be the world's best anything. I just say, this is what I know. Please tell me if I'm wrong. I'd love to know if I'm wrong. So I think if you're open and honest like that, it's a really good place to start and know that no one's really judging you. No one's looking at you and thinking, oh my goodness, like really need to get your eyebrows done or something like that. Like that's how I thought people would be. So Louisa, if someone was thinking about embarking on a passive income journey, a bookkeeper that's listening to us now thinking, oh, I'm so busy already with my bookkeeping work or I'm, I'm training or I can't think about this now. What advice would you give to someone that's interested in thinking about building something for the future? Yeah, so I think if you're stuck in that place, and I do get the business, you know, because it is it is so hard, especially when you are a self-employed person or even being employed, you know, um, so when I first started doing, I was working a lot of nights and I would work nights at the evening. I won't lie to you. Yeah, I've spent a lot of time. My husband has been very patient because he pretty much hasn't seen me. And then he'll be there going, can we watch a film on a Friday night? So, yeah, I suppose I ought to give you a couple hours. And then it's sort of like, right, film's finished back on the laptops. I know I forgot to send out that email kind of thing. But so, yeah, there is support you need, you know, and I'm not going to lie about that. You do need to spend the time on it. But if you are really wanting to make it serious and that you know there are ways you could do it there's subcontractors out there there are people who are looking to pick up other work 
Um, there are ways that you can give yourself a bit more time freedom. And that is by bringing people on board. Because that's what I've done. You know, my bookkeeping, I started off with subcontractor. Now I'm bringing in someone part time because of my son going through his journey. I need someone to be able to do the things that I'm not actually physically going to be able to be here to do. Um, and there are ways that you, you know, you can do that. And I think um, a big thing for me um, right at the beginning was actually realizing how much time I was wasting. Um, I didn't realize how much time I would sit there on Facebook and then, you know, a reel would pop up and, oh, I watched that. Um, and suddenly you've lost an hour and, you know, that hour you could be doing something. So I really learned the art of time blocking. Um, and I will spend time on a Sunday evening and I will time block my week in advance. And it's also getting really strict and it's OK to say no to people as well. And that goes to friends and family and other people around you. And, you know, if you know that you really want to put something out there, you don't have to go for that coffee. You don't have to go for that family gathering if you really don't want to. And that may sound mean. And I'm not saying don't speak to those people because it is important to you. But it's also okay to do things for you that are going to impact your life as well, because, you know, you're the one that's got to pay your bills. Um, and then eventually, like now, I can take my family out for a dinner. And, you know, um, I did it before Christmas. We all went for a big family dinner and it felt so nice being able to pay for everyone and not having to think about it. And that's the impact it can have in the long term. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Have the goals, know what you're working towards, like, and mark it and celebrate it as, you know, I made this happen because of that hard work that I put in. Um, and do you know what, as well, like you were talking about outsourcing and using other people, there are people who can help you build your passive income streams too. So it's like, it's thinking smart about where you are best utilized, isn't it? Like what, what do I do in the best way? And, um, you, you've been, I've really been so inspired by learning about everything that you're doing, Louisa. I'm really excited to see what happens next. So am I. <laughs> Louisa, I know that right now, in personally, you're fundraising. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, if you don't mind. So, um, so my son, Jason, he's my eldest son. He has cerebral palsy. Um, he was actually born with diplegic cerebral palsy. So I spent about three to four years fighting the NHS for his first operation, um, which was called selective dorsal rhizotomy. Um, without this, he would have, well, by now, so he's nine, nine and a half now. I think he's a teenager of his attitude, but he's nine and a half now. Um, he would be completely fully wheelchair bound. He wouldn't be able to, unable to walk. At 18 months old, I was told that he would never be able to walk. And he could walk with a frame, but it, it wasn't great. So he had his first operation, which basically cut, ner cut nerves in the lower spine. Um, but what that did was took away all of the tightness in his body. And we have spent the last, what, uh, three and a bit years um, giving him physio, very well, physio every single week. To every, right, it was weekly, now it's fortnightly, um, to basically build all of the strength up. And from that, he last year, he was walking completely unaided around a room um, by himself, which I never wow. ever thought would be. Yeah, I mean, he, he couldn't have done that. You know, he just could not have done that before this operation. Um, and, you know, just seeing him walk across the room, like, yeah, that, that was just amazing. Like tears in my eyes and everything. Um, but over Christmas, so he, he was doing absolutely fantastic and he's come on leaps and bounds. And as you can imagine, life got so much easier for him. He was still using a wheelchair for longer distances, but even just being able to walk around school makes a big difference. Um, Christmas came and I noticed that he wasn't walking properly and you know it was like come on Jake you need to walk properly you need to walk properly and I spoke to his physio and she said no she's noticed there was a shift in his leg so one leg was then suddenly shorter than the other one and I was a bit like hey, I don't really know what that means like, how can your leg suddenly go shorter 
So in January, he had an emergency x-ray and basically um, his leg bone has come out of his hip. So he now needs a double hip reconstruction. So Jace now isn't walking. Um, he's pretty much fully in his wheelchair. He's walking with his sticks and his cable, but he's falling over an awful lot. Um, and as time is going on, he is obviously slowing down and it's becoming more painful for him. Um, he had an x-ray yesterday, actually, and his it's basically 70% out of the hip now. Um, and we are hoping to have the operation soon, but it's very much a waiting game. But we are obviously we've been fundraising for quite a few years um, and we originally obviously wanted to reach £40,000 and we did actually get to off the top of my head I want to say around £19,000 and um, in the past but Covid has really put hit on our fundraising because obviously we all shut down we couldn't fundraise people were on furlough and you know we didn't really want to ask because no one had the money at the end of the day. Um, we now have got to start fundraising again because of the we have used a lot of the funds for his physio and aftercare that he had from the first operation but now with his double hip reconstruction looming obviously everything we have done is slowly being undone because his body is getting weaker where he's not able to use it he's not able to walk as much as he was he is still doing all of his activities as much as we can um, and as much as we're allowed for him to do it um, but we obviously, after the op, we'll need to keep going with his physio. We need to increase it again. And at the moment, it's about £110 an hour for his physio. And we need, we're probably going to need that a couple of times a week to begin with. And it is going to be a long journey. So we are starting to fundraise again. It's through the same fundraising channel and it is all with just for children. So we don't handle any of the money. It doesn't go to our bank account. It's a registered charity. And that is used for all of Jace's aftercare for his operation. Um, and it would be used for his aftercare for this one. And that really is when he's had this op and it is hopefully within the next sort of few months, when he's had that operation, he will be going through very, very intensive physiotherapy again. Um, and all of the money goes straight into that, the aftercare, what he needs. And I do know that once he's had it, he will be walking again, he will be back on his feet. But we need to obviously raise the money to make sure that this can happen so that he can walk and be pain free. Um, because for Jace, it's gonna, it impacts his whole future. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's what we start. Um, thank you for sharing the link as well. Um, just below the Just for Children link. And um, if anyone wants to see the journey or has any questions, we are on Facebook as Jace's SDR Journey and Instagram as well. Um, and you know, if anyone's going through the same or has a child with cerebral palsy and wants to know more about SDR and things like that, or selected dorsal rhizotomy, then please, I'm always open to DMs because I've been there and I did a lot of research and more than happy to answer questions. So. Oh, thank you so much for sharing. Um, I think it really helps everybody understand your passion and drive to create these extra income streams to be able to give you the freedom that you need to be there with Jace for whatever he's going through and your other son and your husband and family, <laughs> whatever they will need and when they need it. And, you know, you need to be that driver to go and you know work out these ways of earning money so that you can be there um yeah. when you need it. it's not just about pound signs it's not about trips to dubai or these kind of things this is real life this is like really why passive income is so important because it's yeah. it's not just the money it's the freedom um that it gives you to be there so um i yeah thank you for sharing that journey i know it's really personable but i think it really helps to you know make us realize why it's so important we don't know what's 
going to come up in our lifetime and um, there's lots of life issues that can happen and this gives us freedom so thank you I think yeah that is so important with the passive income as well is you don't know what's going to happen in life and it's okay saying okay I've got this job and I'm earning this amount of money but a bit like with what's happened with Jace you know November he was walking around a room completely unaided absolutely fine January he wasn't um you know and okay yes he's got cerebral palsy but that can happen to anyone like not cerebral palsy but anything can happen to anyone and making sure you've got the passive income and something in the background it does it gives you the time freedom but it is also making sure you do have funds coming in to pay your bills because it's just making sure that you keep food in your belly a roof over your head and so you can actually enjoy life how you want to enjoy it because we're not doing this just to not be able to do things we want to so make sure you enjoy your life and yeah passive income really does help with that oh yeah I think we so often see like um you know we were talking about the being ready to be on zoom and thinking like it has to be all perfect and um glossy and I think that often we think oh you know people who are earning passive income are a certain type of people and they've all got like designer handbags and you know have a particular lifestyle actually this is for everybody and I and it's just like it just makes sense to think well hang on a minute how is there is there a way that the thing that I do and the knowledge that I have and the skills I have that people want to pay for like think about any workshop you've ever been on or any CPD session you've ever been to once it's recorded it's passive right so like we all have the ability to create something like that and it's just thinking about how's this thing that I know something that I can turn into something that is a sellable product and um and then learning the process to do that um we all have it in us and um and actually and I think that's like a really timely time to say if you are thinking about how you can do this, we're working with our friend Lisa Johnson, who is a strategist and really helps people to build passive income streams. And she's running a challenge this week. Um, it's, it's the 22nd of March now. And she's uh, running a challenge this week to help people just think about how they could like believe in themselves, really, to see like it is actually possible for me. So if you're thinking, how do I start on this journey of creating passive income? The link we've put on the screen, which we'll put in the show notes, will take you to her Facebook group for Race to Recurring Revenue. And she's doing some really short lives every day this week, just telling you a little bit about like what you can do and she has a bit of a challenge and you might win some prizes as well so um we're supporting her as an affiliate because we know we we've learned so much from her about building communities building passive income of our own you know through the courses that we sell and the membership that we have and we know that this is possible and we want to encourage bookkeepers to do this because it can be an additional income stream in your life so just like you say Louisa you can enjoy your life you have a bit more security and stability and that just extra income that takes the pressure off from you needing to be sat at your computer working all the time for every penny that's going to come in yeah without a doubt and I actually that's who I did my passive income course with was Lisa Johnson and I think one thing for people to know as well what you know the reason I went with Lisa Johnson was because of her background and she very much was you know um, a mum with twins in a lot of debt and then she has built her business up all around her knowledge and things so you know she is amazing what she know, learn and um, what she teaches sorry and her ethical values are um, like just amazing so yeah definitely if you want to do this then really check it out because Lisa is fantastic and her knowledge and experience is just amazing and I'm I mean I'm just so grateful I went down that route to be honest. and it was you know it was um, an investment at the time 
but it, I, I can say without a doubt, it was, you know, worth every single penny that I did. Um, but even if you don't invest the um, race to recurring revenue that she does the challenge, you will learn so much. So definitely make sure you, you look at that. It's, it's just, yeah, it's brilliant. And it changed my life. So. Oh, I love that. Oh, thanks, Louisa, so much for today. And thanks, everyone who's been here and shared. you've had so much support in the comments. Um, <laughs> Louisa. How can people connect with you and find out more about what you do? Um, yeah, I know there's lots, there's probably lots of places, but what's the, how, how is best for them to find out more about you? I know I'm even on TikTok now. How scary that! So ignore my terrible dancing. I do like a hundred. So anyone who says about perfection, I generally I did a TikTok a couple of days ago. I generally did like. 50 takes that would just have to do because running out of time so don't worry we all do it um so i am on facebook you are more than welcome to add me as a friend on your normal facebook so it's louisa wilcox with two l's um or i have my facebook group which is managing my money and i'm on instagram and um yeah tiktok as louisa wilcox coach as well amazing thank you louisa thanks joe thanks everyone who's been here we will see you next week for another episode of the bookkeepers podcast take care bye Bye. don't forget to join us every week for the bookkeepers podcast for topical bookkeeping chat why not join our free facebook community six figure bookkeepers club or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com